This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10. That's all the fingers in your hands, if you're normal. If you're normal and if you haven't suffered from some kind of industrial accident. Right, right, right. Of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is John. My name is Mike. (laughs) (laughs) And we're off to a stellar start already. I guess I'll be Mike today. Uh, Yeah, yeah. we'll just roll with it that way. Roll with the punches. (laughs) As Cousin William would say, roll with the little punches. So anyways, welcome to episode 10. What did you watch this week? The podcast about two guys talk about what they watched this week on TV. And movies and trailers and... And and et cetera, et cetera. And a little bit of news this week, more so like uh, TV show news. Yeah, yeah. Cancellations, renewals, networks moving, whatnot like that. Yep. Definitely got to talk about. Yeah, I think we're definitely probably going to start off this week with Game of Thrones, so I'll just go ahead and say our catchphrase. John, what did you watch this week? Well, Mike, I watched Game of Thrones this week. As did I. Excellent. So we got something to talk about here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jon Snow is alive. Yeah. And, That's and pretty pretty fantastic. Quick show of hands out there. Uh, who was surprised that they were going to bring him back? Well, Mike, I can't see any hands, so I guess nobody was surprised. <laughs> That's a pretty accurate survey right there. <laughs> um, he seems to be his old self so far, you know. Which is uh, surprising. Yeah, yeah. Like him hesitating about killing the kid, hanging the kid. That that would be normal Jon Snow yes. remorse or regret or guilt or whatever. So if he didn't feel guilty about it, then there'd be a little red flag. But uh, yeah, looks like he's all done with Castle Black. <laughs> yeah, as evidenced by him handing over the cloak and saying, it's yours now, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, Elsa's episode, so uh, we got Rickon Stark finally came back. Yeah, and not in the best way that he could have. No, and you know, it's funny because when they ripped the masks off, I recognized Osha, mm-hmm. or however you pronounce her name. Yep. No idea who the kid was. <laughs> I mean, Bran still looks like Bran, but older. I had, I, I haven't seen this kid in so long. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, what's this gift? Yeah, I wasn't even sure if he was the same actor. <laughs> He might not be. I didn't actually look it up, but you're right. I, I didn't either. Very I didn't different. either. I mean, we are sitting in front of computers. I guess it's something we could do real quick. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, otherwise this episode for me, you know, uh, Arya gets her sight back. Sorry, no one gets her sight back. Yes. A girl and, has uh, no name and can yeah. see again. As in, I mean, so was all that daredevil training for naught? I don't know, because by the end of the, this montage, she was kicking some butt without her eyes. That's true. So I'm hoping that that kind of carries over. It's not like, oh, I can see now. I'm a terrible fighter again. What I really want to know is, who is that girl? The one that we saw her last last season. I don't even know what her name is. We saw her this season now. I think a girl has no name. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) who is she in relation to the temple, in relation to everything else? I get the sense that she... It'll be something interesting, like she is the Faceless God. You know, we've been thinking that the Mentor is the Faceless God, but he could just be the trainer, you know, an avatar of or something. She could be a more direct representation. Or maybe she's just some girl who's training there. 
Yeah, she seems to be very put out by the fact that he has given her her sight back, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, didn't seem to like that very much. Yeah. So, um, but apparently, yep, the same actor has been playing Rickon Stark for all thirteen episodes he's appeared in. <laughs> well, see, there's what it is. Current. We we saw him all of thirteen episodes, twelve episodes before this one. Or actually, that says thirteen, so it could be like a couple more coming up here. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that we've seen him like five times. Yeah. I guess the only thing really that uh, tipped me off is when the direwolves had slammed down on the table. Oh, and then they blatantly said his name. Yes. Yes. Because I'm I'm pretty sure they had to do that. Right. To, uh, <laughs> the audience is like just to confirm to everyone. Yeah. This this is him. <laughs> This is the lost Stark boy. <laughs> the other lost Stark boy, because don't forget, Bran's still lost. So, I mean, ha- like, there's still four kids alive, plus Jon Snow. So, I mean, they're not all dead. They're just right. all in peril constantly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we also had a nice flashback to uh, Ned Stark's famous duel with this awesome swordsman, wielding two blades, trying to get his, uh, what was it, his cousin back? Or his sister back? Yes, yes. Uh, well, no, we didn't know who was up in the... Well, he said right in the beginning, it was either where's my sister or where's my cousin. Yeah, but the girl screaming in the tower, we didn't seem to... They didn't... They There was question, like, who's up there, remember? Because right. Bran wanted to know who was up there. Right, that's true. And, and, and we didn't know. And he called out to his father, and his father actually turned around. Yeah, and but, then, of course, Ned lied about how he just... Yeah. Yeah, the guy got Not stabbed in the back. Yeah, which is very dishonorable back then. Yes, back then, <laughs> like it was like this is historically accurate. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> as we as we know of things, how they were back then. Right. <laughs> and so, then, um, go ahead. I was just going to say. Then we had a lot of political stuff. God, I hate politics. Yeah, the small council and who's sitting on the small council, yeah. and do we care about the small council anymore? And I do like how when. They laid down their threats. The rest of them just got up and left. Yeah. They're like, we can't make you leave, but you can't make us stay. Yeah. I was, was just a... like, ooh, someone's taking their ball and going home. Exactly. It was a very middle school move. <laughs> neener, neener. I'm pretty sure the High Sparrow and all his droogies are going to be dead soon. I think so, too. Um, it, see, we're kind of seeing the same thing going on with the Sons of the Harpy across the sea. You know, fanatical. That's true. That's, yeah. I so I have a feeling that they will be gone in some sense, but that it's going to create a void that's going to end up making them more powerful than you can possibly imagine kind of thing. Yeah. So I was watching a little clip from Jimmy Fallon, and it was Kit Harrington who plays Jon Snow, was on there talking. This is after they revealed that he was still alive and everything. And um, he made a comment that I thought was funny when they said, did anybody know that you were going to be alive. And he's just like, well, you know, it was just uh, the producers. He named them. And he goes, and then George R. R. Martin and myself. So Martin still has some input on what's going on on the show, even though all his books are done. Um, so George R. R. Martin knew and the producers and myself, and they told me I wasn't allowed to tell anybody. So did you tell anybody? Well, I told my parents. <laughs> he's like, and I told my girlfriend. But no strangers, no strangers. He's like, well. And then he tells the story about how he got pulled over. And the officer walked up, and he goes, "Look, we have this. Is this this can go two ways? One, this is a bookable offense. So you can either follow me back to the police station so we can get it done, <laughs> or you can tell me if you're going to be alive next season." <laughs> and he goes, "And I started laughing, 
And he just, his deadpan faced me and he just like, nope. <laughs> so I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be alive next season. And he goes, all right, carry on, Lord Commander, and walked off. <laughs> Outstanding. So, yeah, so, but the, the, the point I pull away is that George R. R. Martin still apparently has some sort of influence on the show, even though he's not writing, even though his books are done. His books aren't done yet. He's still working on the fifth book. Right, but we we're seeing. I, I think we're going to see the direction of the fifth book. Yeah, they said that um, the fifth book and the show are now going in separate directions. Right. Um, so you might see little bits here and there, but it's not going to follow like the like it loosely followed the first four. <sighs> Okay. I mean, because, yeah, there's a lot that happened in the first four that we didn't see in the series. So. Right. Yes. Like we'll have the, yet uh, to see. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the Stark mother in the books came was brought back to life. And yes. Other aspects of that. So. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. Good show. I look forward to uh, watching tonight's episode at some point this week. Yeah, it was it was a good episode. It didn't have as much punch as I would have liked, but, you know, stuff got done. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely saw the traitors, like you alluded to in the beginning. We saw the traitors that killed Jon Snow all hanged. Yeah. And uh, that included the kid. Yeah. You stab me, I kill you. Yeah. So that was kind of a just thing, I guess. Right, right. Justice was served. Yeah. Um, so what else did you watch, Mike? Uh, okay, so Supernatural was a good episode. Was it? Yeah, I didn't watch everything in order this week where I'm not watching stuff, where, you know, we're the big band at work, so I kind of had to watch a lot of stuff on my days off or here and there. Gotcha. So I kind of pick and chose. So, like, I'm still two episodes back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I know is going to upset one of our listeners because I saw her yesterday at the baseball game, my son's baseball game, and she was like, what did you think? What did you think? And I'm like, I'm going to watch him tonight, and I didn't, so. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You can feel free we to just, talk about him all you want. We just lost a listener. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, you can feel free to talk about it all you want. But uh, Supernatural was a good episode. Um, I thought there was a couple really good funny parts in it uh, where a new prophet was revealed. Okay. And Sam and Dean discovered this because, like, this whole town got wiped out by, like, the, the uh, Amar's smoke, except this one guy somehow survived. And they discovered that he was a prophet. So they, like, had him read some angel writing. And then when he did, uh, next thing you know, they're in the car. And he's in the back seat. And they're just laying it on, like, demons, angels, heaven, hell, everything, you know. And the guy's kind of freaking out. And he goes to unlock the doors. And they're just like, yeah, we have bad guys back there sometimes. But they don't open. And <laughs> it was just – it was pretty comical in that aspect. But it was a good episode all around because they had a good talk with Chuck. Oh, so he and was back again. Chuck is God. Well, yeah, you mentioned that and last the, time, but I thought it would be a At the end woman. of last week's episode, it ended with them standing in the street of this other town that was being overtaken by a mar of smoke that Chuck came and stopped and brought everyone back to life and made the smoke go away and made everyone better. And he turned around, and the last thing he said was, hey, guys, we got to talk. And they, this episode opened up right at that exact moment. Oh, that's cool. And And Dean's ripping into him. And then he snaps his fingers, and they're back at the uh, Men of Letters home. <laughs> and so Dean's just kind of looking around like, okay. And, and But, you know, it was kind of neat because they asked him a lot of questions um, that people ask that would want to ask God. Like, why did you make all this and then disappear? And what the show, it? I guess, did their best to answer those questions. Like, why, why don't you 
come to people anymore? Why don't you stop all this atrocity from happening and on and on and on? And essentially it all comes down to God doesn't believe in helicopter parenting. <laughs> that makes like, sense. That was like the point of view that Chuck put out there in way many less words. He doesn't believe in helicopter parenting. So gotcha. he's got to let his kids work things out for their own. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a good episode. They're definitely gearing up for battle. Uh, going into the final episodes here. I don't know if there's one or two. Um, something I meant to look up to see how many episodes we had left of each show, but I, I didn't get to it. Um, but yeah, so definitely gearing up for battle, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where next season goes. Mike, I can't be- tell if I'm hearing static or water running. You're hearing water running. Okay. So, yeah, that's all right. So they're just gearing up for, for next season, and I'm not sure where it's going to go, because now that we've had God, and where, unless, they, unless they kill God. Yeah, where do you go? You yeah. know, I mean, you've kind of built up to the highest level of religious supernatural and horror supernatural with devil and God and demons and angels and vampires and werewolves and on and on and on and on. Even Frankenstein's. Yep. So I, I, the show's really I don't I don't know what else it can do other than just monster of the week episodes where they're battling monsters they've already battled or. So, yeah, I'm I'm really curious what they're going to do next season because I feel like they've definitely painted themselves into a corner this one. Right. Yeah, I've been thinking that all along. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyhow, Flash, Kevin Smith episode. Yes, finally got to see it. What'd you think? I thought uh, two different things. One, I thought it was a beautiful, heartwarming, awesome episode. It had so much heart, so much feeling. And simultaneously, I thought that bringing Gerder in as the zombie baddie of the week was horrible. It was such filler that it just made me cringe. Yeah, um, I like Jason Mewes' cameo. <laughs> uh, which one? He had two of them. Well, the one in the mask, we couldn't see it was him. So the right. one we definitely knew it was him when he comes out. <laughs> That's my mom's like, car. Yeah, yeah. So I actually didn't recognize him at first. It was when he screamed out, That's my mom's car. I'm like, Oh, it's Muse. <laughs> um,. So I have one problem real quick, Iris, uh, coming in when uh, Ramon was in the uh, chamber gimmick and she yells at uh, Wells that you're killing him. No, we don't know that. You can't see him. Right. Yes. So that's my little inaccuracy dig. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, it was a very, I wrote down, very emotional. Yes. That was kind of my, it was, it was a very emotional episode from beginning to end. And, um, and. <laughs> My wife just goes, be strong, honey, be strong. <laughs> and uh, when the Flash gets his powers back. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. And I felt like he didn't just get his powers back, but he came out of it a new Barry. Like, yes. My prediction is this, is that we're going to see the next season is going to be the mature mentor Barry who's teaching Jesse and Wally about their powers. And, yes, you know, absolutely. They're going to be the young upstarts being cocky and arrogant like he kind of was in the beginning yeah now do you think they're going to leave all three on the show or do you think they're going to do a scenario where they're going to be there for a little bit and then they're going to go off to their own quote-unquote worlds or cities and then come back as needed when help is no i think that they're going to leave all three of them on the show for now um it's possible that wells could say okay me and jesse are heading back to earth to let us know when you need help um but i just have a feeling that this is one of the routes that they're going to go. You know, they're going to kind of like how Team Arrow grew, you know, to have more people fighting the bad guys. 
Yeah, but see, Team Arrow, everyone, well, no, I say everyone's got a different skill set, but no, not really. They're no. all just archers and fighters, so yeah. yeah. Punchers and kickers. I, I could totally see Jesse Quick going back to Earth 2, though. Even if Wells stays to help right. Barry, I could see them having Jesse Quick going back to Earth 2 just because um, Earth 2 needs a hero, a defender right. Right. of the Speed Force, because there isn't one there. Yep. So I could see that happening, and then just him and Wally working together. The so there was some of the best banter in this episode when you had Cisco and Wells actually like talking over oh, that each other was hilarious. It was so good. It was like that's what I've always wanted from those yes. two. Yes, like when Barry came back and they're like, oh, "Great, we're so happy you're back. We're about to get killed." Yeah, <laughs> and then they both explain what was going on. I thought Tom Cavanaugh's facial expressions during the whole segment were hilarious. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> he kept looking over at like Cisco. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was it. Was a good and once again, Flash pulled it out. A great episode. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna say something here that's gonna go contradictory to everything that I've been saying all along. Okay. But I actually really liked the scene of Iris being the one to pull him out of the Speed Force Vortex. You know, I was wondering how you... I was actually going to ask you about that because I know you've been down on Iris all season. All all series. (laughs) Kind of like I was with Katie Cassidy on Arrow. Yep. Uh, But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think she she was the right one to pull him out. I thought that was great. It really was. You know, his dad was going to do it, and I'm like, okay, that could be cool. I could do that. No, both flashes from different TV shows in (sighs) Speed Force together. How bad do you want to see John Wesley ship in in his Flash costume? Uh, I do like maybe as an alternate thing, not as a regular, but I'd love to see him once like, Hey, look, I dressed up as the flash for Halloween and he's got yes, the padded suit. And... That's what I mean. That's an <laughs> old classic big. Yes. yes Jeez, dad, why is it so padded? Well, you know, I don't have the body of you or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. That would be funny if they did like a Halloween episode and he dressed up as flash. Yep. That would be cool. It'd be a little kind of like castle. Yes. You know, yep. A few seasons back where he jumped, where uh, Nathan <laughs> Fillion dressed up as, as Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah, and his daughter said, didn't you wear that like six years ago? Which was when Firefly was on. Yeah, yeah. At that time. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, I've been digging on Iris, and uh, i got to give credit where credit is due. She was great here, and that was exactly what it was needed. You know, it was yep. romantic, it was heartfelt, and it felt right. Um, let's go to Arrow. Oh. So I'm just going to start out with, holy cow, Arrow detonated a nuclear warhead, killing thousands of people. Tens of thousands of people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, wow. And there was very little discussion over where she was going to redirect that, other than (laughs) where, you know, and they're like, well, millions would have been killed, but now it's only tens of thousands. So it sounds like you and I are on the same page in that there really wasn't a lot of mourning or, you know, discussion of, hey, wow, we just kind of killed tens of thousands of people because even though they didn't launch the nuke, she chose that town. Well, yeah, she, yeah, she chose those coordinates for that town. Like, and it was funny because when the nuke went off, I'm like, that doesn't look like it's very far away. Oh, the city just got leveled. Okay. Because yeah. I thought, you know, I thought for sure it's going to be over the ocean. And right. Like, very. No, 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 no. She just nuked a different town. Yeah. And, and don't forget, too, this is a, a nuke. So we're talking radioactive fallout. Oh, yeah, absolutely. From wind currents and rain. And is it going to bleed over to the other shows? Is it going to bleed over to Legends? Is it going to bleed over to... I hope so. Because, I mean, this would be a good way for Legends to come back. The, uh, well, yeah, because they're going to, well, like, they, they could interject Legends of uh, Tomorrow by having them change the timeline. Right. Threatening the nuke from going off. Yes. Yeah. 
which, which would be interesting. Now that the Oculus has been destroyed. Yeah, they, but they, I can't believe that they did that. That's like in the first season of Arrow, they detonated that bomb or bombs under the glades and killed lots of people in that one city. Yes. But this is something wholly different. Yeah. Like this is a global catastrophe kind of thing. Yeah. Like relief aid and workers and such. Right. Yeah. I, I can't believe yeah. they did that. I wonder how they're going to address it if they're going to address it at all. If Felicity doesn't have some serious guilt and hang-ups over this, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah, because she would have to. Yeah. She, yeah, because we – well, these are my notes for Arrow. It literally says, oh, glad to see Vinnie Jones is back. Yeah. The Felicity voted out of Palmer Tech is stupid. Completely stupid that it happened in one hour. Exactly. And then like, well, you'll hope you don't grow to regret this, dun, dun, dun. And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't – that sounds ominous, but she doesn't seem to care. And then finally, holy cow, Arrow just dropped a nuke, killing tens of thousands of people. So that, that was my pull away from this episode. See, I had a few more, and they focused, like you had said, you know, the it was ridiculous that they voted her out so quickly. It was also completely ridiculous that they broke in to get a quantum computer, and he cloned it using he a cell phone. It. Yes, like he, like I realize he's supposed to be a genius, but yeah. It's quantum computing. These things are designed to handle more calculations than are even fathomable. And he's just like, hold on, I'll clone it onto my phone. It was ridiculous. That and anarchy. I don't know what was going on with the anarchy storyline, but the fact that this was a secret underground lair that the the heroes couldn't even figure out until the end of the episode where it was. Right. And this guy just suddenly appears in it and, and says, oh, I followed some of you ghost guys. And and now I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. And, and then he knew exactly which house had the CO2 scrubbers in it so that he could go and blow those up and kill yep. their chances of survival. It was ridiculous. Like, every bit of it was should have been thrown out the window. Yeah, it was, it was the whole, like, on, on to me, the whole underground city thing is just dumb. The having Them having Thea there, I just, yep. I understand, like, they could show us this is his plan, this is what he wants, but actually funnel people in there. But then again, I guess he was planning on launching all those nuclear warheads. And, you know, yeah. that Felicity and her super genius father is going to be able to stop it all. Yeah, cause except if, for one. Because Rubicon is unhackable, but, you know, my dad's awesome. And yeah. I wish that I was paraphrasing, but those are the words from the episode. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Arrow is pretty, like, we have a lot we have to cover all of a sudden. Because yeah. We've done so much drama. Uh-huh. And personal life stuff. Now we have to get the meat and potatoes out of the way so we can finish out this season. It hurt me to watch this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hated this one more than I hated most Legends of Tomorrow episodes. Yeah, I was actually just talking to uh, Carolyn, the same person who watches, like, uh, Agents, about yep. Legends. We were talking about that yesterday because she hasn't watched it yet. And then listening to us talk about it, she's like, I don't know if I want to or not. <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those shows where I've stuck with it because there's been some great episodes and then there's been some bad episodes. And yep. then it's been kind of back and forth. And it was renewed for a second season. Yep. And um, if, man, if they have Constantine on it, that's going to be pretty amazing. Well, they promise that it's going to become its own show and that we're going to get a mix up to the team. And Yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting, but yeah. um, but Legends this week, you know they they killed Snark. 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 Sorry, I yeah. said Snark. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they killed Snark, and I was just like, really, like of all the people. Not only that, but they almost killed him in the most ridiculous way possible. 
Like, the setup for this is that the Time Masters say, oh, we've been using this thing called the Oculus that nobody knows about except for us, and yet right. and yet Rip later on says, Gideon, plot a course to the Oculus. And she's like, okay, heading yeah. right over there. Yeah, I um, But they can use the Oculus to not only see everything in time, but manipulate it. So they set it up that, you know, oh, we've been plotting your course. We've been making you go over here, meet yeah. Savage here and stuff like that. And then they show Rip um, Ray's death. And it turns out that his death is going to be destroying the Oculus. Yeah. And so then as Ray's about to, you know, succumb to this death, (laughs) Rory comes in and goes, no, I'm taking over and punches him in the back of the head and says, there, I'll sacrifice myself. Ha ha ha. Because Rory has been the unlikable character through the whole series pretty much. And really, this episode, they made him a quote-unquote likable character. Yeah. And while he was going to sacrifice himself because he really does appreciate his team and cares about his team, that's how he prevented them from brainwashing him. Um, And so you're like, oh, he's going to go out a hero. Yeah. And then no. (laughs) And then Snark comes in and goes, no, it's my turn, and punches him in the back of the head. Yeah. And takes over. I still like how... Um, Sarah had to drag Rory's big unconscious deadweight body <laughs> back to the shuttle by yep. herself. And yet Rip just had to minimize Ray. <laughs> He's in my pocket. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I liked uh, this episode. Actually, I liked more than a lot of other ones. Yeah, I did. Um, I liked it as well. I had some issues though. The, a lot of it with the time travel stuff, you know, if they saw that Ray was going to die by blowing up the Oculus, wouldn't they have taken steps to prevent that? Well, I mean, all they had to do was hold something down. You couldn't have jammed a helmet in there. Right. Or a pipe or yeah. a gun or just tape it down. I mean, like, it just seems like the, the an unnecessary sacrifice. Yep. I was so. expecting where Rory was holding the ring at the end that they were going to use that to regrow Snart, kind of like they regrew his hand when he blew it off. And that I was never the other thing. Consider that when Snart said to him, "You know, I'm sorry, my old friend." I thought he was going to use his ice gun, freeze Rory's hand onto the lever so that you know the thing could still detonate, break his arm off, and then drag him back to the ship with just missing one arm. Oh, that's even a better idea. That would have made a lot of sense. I'm like, you did this before. You should know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. That actually makes even more sense. And then we had the completely throwaway part with uh, Kendra. Oh, I don't want to talk about her. I want to talk (laughs) about uh, Sarah kissing Snart. I called it. Yep. I called it. And I don't – I know that some people may have a problem with that because they might say, "Uh, she likes girls. Why is she kissing the guy? And she's never been – she used to date Oliver. Yeah. And, and I think she just, you know, it's love, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. In that right. moment, she loved him. Yes, being exactly. Being a hero and for standing up and helping. And So, uh, but yeah, the th- Kendra throwaway part. Why didn't he just kill her already? Why does he got to drag her? I mean, like. It... Because she's the face, you know. Yeah, she's know. the one that everybody wants to see, but we don't. We don't like not her. Not really. She's not the one I want to see. Nope. Not at all. It was ridiculous. But. So Rory's still with us, and yep. him and Ray have somehow become chums yep. uh, through it all. And uh, I think going forward, I bet you even next season, I think you'll see Rory still on the show. Of all the characters, like I think you'll see Sarah and Ray go back to Arrow. 
Yeah. And uh, Kendra will just go off and not be on any of the shows because her and Carter are going to go live happily ever after. Good. More power um, to them. And maybe they'll bring him back once in a while if they need him or something. But I think you'll see Rory will stay on the show because he has no place to go. Uh, technically, he does. Like, if we're talking real-world stuff, they're rebooting um, Prison Break. And him and oh. and Snart are going to be in it. <laughs> so Right, right. Which I just I always found hilarious that they played brothers on Prison Break and now they're best friends on this show. Yep. But, <laughs> well, I would like to see Rory stick around because essentially he's the only char- – like, I don't know. I would like to see him stick around, and he's the only character that has that would make sense because he has nothing to go back to, quote unquote. You know, right. his best friend's gone. Um, he wants revenge against everybody. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I thought it was good. interesting that they said, uh, you know, it, they even reminded us in the previously on. It was like I spent lifetimes up there with the Time Masters, and they were conditioning me to become Kronos, and then they expected to do it in fifteen minutes. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So, continuing the superhero genre with Gotham. Mm. Um, so, okay, I'm a stickler for little fine things sometimes, and the fact that Strange never looked at the warrant yet knew exactly what it read. <laughs> right. Was ridiculous. <laughs> I got that as well. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, but it didn't stop him from shredding everything because he just yeah. magically knew they were coming. He knew they were going to be coming. Well, he did imply, I'll call my judge friend. So maybe he did get a heads up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I thought the episode was just, it was okay. Uh, I thought it was more based on, we're going to show you how we're going to bring Penguin and Butchie back together. Right. Which, because I, with a bazooka. <laughs> I will say it was hilarious at the end when Penguin showed up. And he said, you never bring the right weapon, Jim. And, and then they, this really corny music starts playing, and Butchie walks up with a bazooka and, yep. and blows Galavan up. And Galavan's just like, oh. <laughs> um, um, I, so I, I did find that part quite hilarious. And then he's like, see you later, buddies. And he walks off. I found it funny as well. But the technical part of me was like, uh, that's not a guided rocket. You know, all Galavan would have had to do was just, just step kind of to the side. side. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it had been me, I would have aimed at the ground at his feet, hope that right. the explosion in the shrapnel gets him. Yeah. But, you and know. And then, yeah, there'd be some little bit more collateral damage probably going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like but, there uh, should have been. Right. I thought the ending of the episode, um, th- them putting Selena Kyle in peril was stupid. Yes. Because, you know, nothing's going to happen to her. Right. I hate it when they do that. Yeah, when they put like Game of Thrones is the only show where they can put a main character in peril, and I might oh they might actually kill this person, <laughs> right? Uh, but otherwise, you know, most any other show like Selena Kyle's not going to be put in peril. Bruce is not going to be you know Bruce, Jim, Serena Kyle, <laughs> and, uh, none of them are getting killed, right? You know, maybe they will get injured, but putting them in peril and leaving it as a cliffhanger just doesn't. No. And a and a dumb way to do it too, you know. My name's Firefly, and then we get the jet of fire coming out of her gun that's supposedly aimed right at Selena. Yeah, that's but, not gonna. Yeah, happen. no, that's not happening. It's uh, it reminds me of Misery. Yeah, Kathy Bates' character who was so furious how they would end, you know, the <laughs> the uh, cliffhangers, the serials. Yes, with the yes. cliffhanger, and then come back the next week, and they, oh, he jumped out of the car right before, and yeah, yeah, that's no kind of how I feel. Duty way. <laughs> That's kind of how I would feel the end of Gotham was this week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you know, let's let's have the Azrael storyline wrap up within 48 hours. I mean, he breaks out, he becomes a menacing force, and then he gets shot with a bazooka. The end. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next character. Well, again, they're wrapping up, so. Yep. Yeah, I didn't really have many notes for that one because it was a very run-of-the-mill episode for the most part. Except for it was fun seeing Nygma and Selina meet up in the air vents. He's trying yes. to get out. She's trying to get yes. in. That was funny. I, I agree. That was <laughs> And then he funny. finally breaks out and they catch him right yeah. there. He's like, can I go back to my cage now? <laughs> um, I didn't watch Blacklist because it's a two-parter. I did, even though it was a two-parter. And I got to say, wow. Like, the the feel of it was like an Ocean's Eleven or an Ocean's Twelve kind of thing. And basically, they knew it was a two-parter and they let it sit that way. So you yep. get this whole, you get like multiple um, heists going on at the same time. Like one right after the other. Sorry, multiple not at the same things, time. Multiple things, yeah. Um, and you really get to, for me at least, I love Famke Jansen's character. The more I saw her in this episode, the more I love her. She's like Red, except for, like, where Red has the shadow operatives, you know, he makes calls and then things just happen. She does it right out there in front of you. Like, you see the people at the desks and you see the people behind the computers. And she's really awesome. And so when this episode ends, they're like, okay, now it's your turn. And they turn it over to the next part. It felt really oh, okay. natural, actually. Well, I look forward to watching them, but I was gonna, I was gonna wait to do the back-to-back thing. So yep, I almost I did. Yeah. Um, Grim. Yeah. First of all, everyone's really angry in this episode. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate politics in life and in general, and yes. so having the politics such an integral part of the show was just terrible for me. And then the whole Adeline with Renard section of it was even worse. But I do like how at the end Nick was so angry and the last thing he says is, you're dead. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you felt that that threat kind of had some weight behind it. Yeah, it really did. And uh, do you think Wu's going to be able to control his voguing like he did? I think that he might be able to. And then we're going to run into the question of his friends will want him to get cured and he'll say, no, this could be a benefit to me. Yeah. 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 I could see that'd be interesting. It was, uh, I don't know. I was groaning through a lot of this episode. Although Nick kind of in the beginning, it reminded me of like a early movies, Harrison Ford, you know, where's my family? Where's my family? Yeah. Nick just busting down doors and grabbing people and like, where's my son? Yes. Where is he? It was almost comical the way that I mean he was kicking butt and taking names, but I was laughing while I was doing it because he looked funny. That is awesome. Yep. Uh, but overall, uh, I'm starting to get really sick of the kid, uh, not the son Kelly, but um, got him Diana. Yeah, I am too already. I already, you know, I, I gave you the comparison to the Twilight Zone episode last yes. week. Yes, yes, and, and it's even worse. I think you know. Yeah. When you have a character that's that all-powerful, yeah. it almost makes them more annoying just on principle. Yep, yep. And the more she's going to be in the show, the more annoying it's going to be. Yep, yep, I agree. So I'm really um, sad they brought her in. But I'm looking forward to next week's two-hour finale. Season yes. finale. So, yep. Um, so that way they're not, at least not going to drag that out. Yep. Um, what was my other notes here? Uh, oh, Elementary. Yeah. So I watched the end of it, and I just got to say, 
The more stories they do with more Moreland Holmes, the less I like them. Then you'll be happy to know that he is not coming back as a season regular next year. Good, because really, like, this season was tough for me. Yep. Because there were some really good stories, and as much as I like that actor, like, on Fringe, yes. I do not like him on this show. Yeah, John Noble is awesome, but yeah. in the I long just, run... I don't like his character on this show. Yep. I don't like... The whole mythology of this season being, you know, involving him and literally the more he was on the show, just the more annoyed I became by it all. Yep. Because they really made Sherlock have lots and Joan have lots of secrets from each other this episode. Yeah. The captain and whatnot. And and it felt like the focus kind of came off Sherlock and Joan and was more placed on him. And I didn't yep. like that as much. Yeah. I like them as characters. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the show. Um, I felt that the end of this episode kind of set it up that if it was going to be a serious finale, it was an okay place to stop it. Yeah, because it's not going to – I mean, was this one been renewed? Yes. Okay, okay, good. Um, I just – it was a weak season for me. Yep. Anytime Morlin came into play. When he wasn't into play, it was good. Yes. But otherwise – because they did that thing where they introduced new characters and killed them right away quite a bit. Yeah. Especially like – they introduced the character that took over from Moriarty, who's just like, oh, well, you guys are safe because she said you're going to be safe, so you'll never have anything to worry about from us. And then Moreland kills him yeah. to take over the company so that yeah. way Sherlock can be safe. And I'm just like, no, you're just a power-hungry Yeah, Yeah, he sociopath. made it seem like he was sad about it, like it had to be done. I have to take over his empire, which is bigger than my own. Yeah, you're probably all broken up about it. <laughs> so... um. But yeah, otherwise that's that's it for me on elementary. Yep, same here. Um, so Houdini and Doyle. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, we're two episodes in, and it's holding steady with the same kind of thing. You know, yep. uh, a case appears. It reminds me of the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know, uh, a case appears to be magical or supernatural, and they have okay. to unravel which parts of it are, which parts of it aren't. It's well, still neat. yeah, it's still a good show. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely plan on watching it. I just, yeah. I was limited on time this week. So, what about person of interest? You're three episodes in now. Um, I am two episodes in, I think. Okay. Yeah, I've watched episodes one and two. I, episode one was amazing, just like you said. Oh, I mean, God. it starts out with a bang, and it's just nonstop adrenaline all Love the way through it. the episode, all I, the way through. I talked to somebody else too who said the same thing. They were like, yeah. "You were right. It is so good." Yeah, it was really 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 good yep and then i really love the beginning of episode two when the machine's confusing the facial recognition yes and it keeps changing the the people's faces yep but they're playing the other characters <laughs> which was fun as hell it was between voices and <laughs> mannerisms and you know it was it was awesome i loved it when each one of them did their own version of fusco it yes. was just hilarious <laughs> i liked it when they each did their own version of each other it was hilarious yeah <laughs> Um, because like every one of them, when they did Mr. Reese, it was always the, Oh, I know <laughs> yep. Deep gravity voice. Every time we talk, no matter what, and I want to kill people. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and it was good. That was another good episode because the, the thing with this show is that it really, when you say character development or you say growth, you really have people who take their time for this. Like in this case, you know, the machine was being rebooted. It was being brought oh. back up and it wasn't just all hunky dory. No, the whole episode was definitely on how the machine's coming back up, but there's some damage. There's some quirks. There's some issues. There's, 
Yeah, so... Yeah, and all the stuff that Finch had always loved or hated about the machine, rather. The fact that it, like, learned and did its own things um, was kind of encapsulated here because, because, you know, without its memories, without its learning, etc., it wasn't able to remember them as... It it viewed them as threats. Yeah, because it reviewed all their security footage, and it was like, you've killed lots of people. So yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a good episode. It was yep. a really good episode. Yep. Started out really funny, got real serious, and then, you know, it, it basically ends this on okay, here we go. This is the new jumping off point. The next ten episodes start from here on. Yep. And the third so. episode, which you didn't watch, I will say was good. It was a return to form for classic stuff. I was just say, was it a number of the week episode? It was uh, with underlying other things. They actually had a couple of numbers. So oh good. Um, I'm cool. really liking the fact that Root as a character has become awesome. Yeah. You know, she was a villain originally, and now she's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I look forward to it. I look forward to watching the third episode, and, and I definitely look forward to where the show's going from uh, here out. Yeah. And uh, I know you said you didn't watch S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, give us the lowdown. I, I don't mind. One of the things about this, and this is as spoiler-free as I can give it for you, but... um. The nice thing was that S.H.I.E.L.D. literally picks up right after Civil War, yep. and it pertains to it completely. So if you've seen any previews for Civil War or you know anything about the write-ups, basically the Avengers are called into question about their self-governing actions. They put together – the governments of the world, like 170 of them or something, put yeah. together a set of documents called the Sokovia Accords based on Sokovia, you know, the Ultron – Yes, Age of Ultron. Yep. Uh, The Sokovia Accords are meant to keep them in check. So basically, you sign the Accords, you say, I will register as a government entity, you can tag my powers, and you can know all about me, and I will only act when the UN body that drafted the Sokovia Accords says that I can act. And if you don't sign, well, have a fun retirement, or we will hunt you down and put you in prison. So in this one, they really, they come right off the Civil War, and they're talking about that. You know, we've got Talbot coming and talking to uh, Coulson about the Sokovia Accords and saying, you've got Inhumans. They need to be registered for this as well. You know, this is a thing. This is how the world is now. Yep. And so I really liked that continuity. We may not have seen anything from S.H.I.E.L.D. in Civil War, but we're still feeling the effects as we come down to the show itself. Now, do you think these Sokovia Accords are going to have a ripple effect over the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward? Yes. Yes, I do. Like, all the other movies will have to address it somehow? I think so. Um, and, I mean, obviously X-Men won't. Right. Fox owns. Right. But I think anything in the Marvel Universe, you're going to see that. Whether it's direct or not, like, Doctor Strange may have something about it. But it would probably be, since it's an origin story, it would probably be something along the lines of, you know, well, now do I have to sign this Sokovia Accord thing? Or, you know, I'm magical, I'm not a mutant or something like that. I don't think that it'll be, like, a focal point for each one of them, but I think that they're all touched by it. Okay. Because, like I said, it was a big focus in S.H.I.E.L.D. And ultimately, this was a great episode. Um, We we saw Lash again. Uh, Last time we saw him, he was locked up. And uh, uh, (laughs) the guy there, I can't even think of his name. He was Peter Petrelli. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Peter Petrelli. Um, He's like, Rasta Hulk was your husband? And that just made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it was very good. Um, James, the... 
the Aussie guy who was out in that trailer in the middle of nowhere, he's really coming into his own with his power. Uh, He actually, I wish I had looked up the name, but he actually took a chain from a dumpster and was charging it with energy. Everybody thought that that's who he was from the comics. Um, Turns out that, yes, it is. I can't remember his name, though. I want to say Hellfire, but I don't know if that's it. Okay. But great episode. You've got something to look forward to. And then, of course, we've got the two-hour next week, which is the finale. Yeah, I mean, I definitely plan on getting all watched and having the finale done for the next time we talk. So we yep. can definitely, cap, you know, talk about the end of the run. But um, Excellent. I just didn't, uh, I just didn't make, the, make it a priority. Yeah, that's understandable. So um, I got one more show to talk about. Two, Go for it. Real quick, I guess. Um, the wife and I watched uh, Six Feet Under, first episode. I'd never watched it before. And, uh, I've heard a lot of good. She's like, oh, I, my sister and I used to get the discs from Netflix and people actually still got the discs. (laughs) And, uh, we watched all this. And so we watched the first episode and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I recognize that person. I recognize that person. Like, you know, like, uh, Dexter, Michael C. Hall's in it. Yep. And then I can't think of the actor's name. He played Casey McCall on Sports Night, which is a show I loved. And, um, excuse me. And, you know, he's on Six Feet Under, which I knew, but like, I saw Jeremy Sisto kind of playing a background character. Okay. I saw yeah. Eric Balfour playing a background character. The sister plays Special Agent Einstein on the new season of uh, X-Files. Oh, yeah. Two yep. episodes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I really like the first episode. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep watching that. I don't know if any of you haven't seen it. Give it a try. I've never seen it myself, but like I said, I've heard good things. Yeah. It's good. We're, you're gonna have some time coming up. We're losing shows, so. Uh. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> I've got plans though. I've got plans oh, yeah? to make up for it. Yep. Okay, but um, it's on HBO. We're watching it on the HBO Go app there on the old Roku player. So. And then yeah. what was the second one? Well, the second one's Castle. But if you have anything else you want to talk about besides Castle, uh, no, no, okay. I watched Castle. <laughs> I'm really gonna miss this show. Yep. I am as well. Uh, now we know not only that uh, the show's been canceled, right. so which stinks because we were talking previously how they're going to handle with Beckett leaving the show and the final episodes. Beckett and, and now it's Beckett and Laney, and now it's just gone to oh, how are they going to handle the final episodes of the show? I mean, did they know it was going to get canceled when they filmed? So if not, are we going to get one of those stupid hangover, uh, hangover, ha- cliffhanger things? Right. So it's really annoying, but I'm going to miss the show a lot. I, I really love Castle's crazy theories and how they seem to fit in to them somehow, like this week's episode with the Antichrist. Right. And the, I, I don't know who the actor who played the quote-unquote Antichrist was, but he was hilarious. <laughs> and I really enjoyed him. Yep. But at the end, when you know Castle sets him free, he's like, I'm in your debt now. I owe you. <laughs> if you need anything, you give me a call. And I'm there, Castle's like, does the devil owe me a favor? <laughs> um, um, did yeah. you happen to see the tweets that Nathan Fillion sent out right afterwards? No, I did not. He sent out a, the first tweet said, you know, all good things must come to an end. It's been an yeah. awesome eight years. Uh, I wish it could go on forever, but unfortunately, you know. And then right after that, he's like, attention all directors everywhere. My schedule is now open. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, James Gunn was like, good to know, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. So that's exciting. Guardians 2, right? Yep. 
So, yeah, so um, that's really all i got to say about Castle. I'm going to miss the show. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. But Yep. I had heard that they filmed two different endings this season, depending yep. on whether or not they got canceled. So we'll okay. get the one so where they did get canceled. Yeah. Because not only was Castle canceled, but, like, Galavant, the Muppets, the Muppets were canceled. Again. Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Um, Nashville was canceled. Yep. Uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter was canceled. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, Most Wanted will not be picked oh, up. Oh, yeah. Most Wanted's not being picked up. I was going to talk about that, too. How, how, you know, they pretty much, you know, the Black Canary there and uh, other fellow, I can't think of his name. Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Mock- Sorry, not Black Canary. Mockingbird. <laughs> Basically, Mockingbird and, and Hunter. Uh, and Hunter. Yeah, they can't. They wrote. I mean, I don't know how they're going to bring them back onto S.H.I.E.L.D. if they wanted to, because they essentially. They gave them a great send-off and made it impossible for them to work. Yeah. The only way I could see is if it was like a one-off or two-off episode where, yeah. you know, now that they're civilians, they have knowledge that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't and help us out type of thing. But, but yeah, yeah, so that's really disappointing. Yeah, because I don't see anyone else picking up Marvel's Most Wanted. Uh, I don't nope. see it going to Netflix. Nope, I don't either. They got enough going on in Netflix with the Marvel Universe right now. Yep. Um CSI Cyber was canceled, so for the first Aww. time in like 15 years, there's going to be no CSI shows on. And can I just say, like, I watched CSI Cyber for a bit when it first Oh, came I never watched it. Because I'm a computer guy and I like that oh, kind of stuff. True, true. And it was a horrible, horrible representation of technology, IT, anything like that. It was so ridiculous that it made me cringe. So it doesn't stand up like Hackers does all these years later. <laughs> hackers didn't stand up all those years later. Um, I'll go to Mr. Robot for my stuff like that. Thank you. Oh, nice. I still got to watch that. Yeah, you do. Um, Grinder, the Grinder was canceled. Yep. And then Grandfathered was canceled, which yeah. is a show Kate and I watch. I really like it a lot for whatever reason. Yes. Yep. Right. My, my wife cool. is very upset over Nashville being canceled. She loves that show. And there's so much drama going on in it now that she there's no way they're going to be able to wrap it up in time. Yeah, I had heard that it was kind of limping along anyway. Yeah. So it's going to leave her feeling unfulfilled. Aw. Well, that anyway. There are plenty of other shows that will be coming on, I'm sure. I don't know. She's finicky about her TV. Although she does watch Once Upon a Time still, even though she can't stand it. She can't stop watching it for some reason. I gave up this season because I couldn't stand it and decided to stop watching it. I stopped watching once Charming and Snow knew who they were and got back together. And I said, you know what? I don't need to watch this show ever again. <laughs> yep. You made a good call there. I did make a good call on that one. Um, but Grandfather does a show with John Samos, you know, uh, Uncle Jesse there, yep. that I really like a lot. Uh, liked. Liked a lot, yeah, because <laughs> we've watched all the episodes now. And it ends on a cliffhanger. which Of course. Yeah. But, like, Paget Brewster was awesome in the show. Yeah. And he was awesome in the show. And, like... The interactions of him and his granddaughter, like they, every episode, there'd be some sort of a few minute thing where they were left alone together. And I feel like, you know, like on a comedy where they'll do take after take after take of a scene with a different line just to see what happens. Right. And go with the best one. I feel like they set the camera up and just say go. And then, you know, kind of quick cut little bits of what happened for say, like, you know, they talked there for 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it was. Right. So I just uh, I enjoy I enjoy that show. So that kind of stinks. That one's getting canceled. 
I was happy to see that Containment was canceled, even though they said that it was a six-episode miniseries event. You yeah. know that these days, you know, it's like Wayward Pines was supposed Wayward to be a miniseries Pines, yeah. event. For some reason, they brought that back. That garbage. Um, but Containment, I hated that from the moment it came on, and they canceled that, so I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, Under the Dome got canceled, I believe. Oh, yeah, that got canceled a while ago. Well, I've heard a lot of good things about it from people, and... Uh, how much they liked it a lot, and then I, I just I just literally read they got it canceled. It's not a show I watch, so I saw like the I liked the first maybe three episodes. The first season was okay, but then yeah. it just started getting ridiculous, and pretty soon the answer to everything was sex. And who wants a show about that if it's not on HBO? So Lucifer got renewed for another season. Yeah, it did. So um, it'll be interesting to see. If I if if they if I if I like the show or not next season, <laughs> but I, I am glad it got picked up. Bones has got picked up for a final season. I, I watched like the first, oh seven or eight I think seasons, and I haven't watched it since. Yeah, I didn't even watch the first few seasons. So but, I get the gist of it. It yeah. comes on TNT reruns sometimes, and I watch it. Ah, uh, there you go. And then of course Supergirl got renewed, but it's going to the CW. Yeah, which is not a bad thing in my opinion. I don't think it's a bad thing at all, and I wonder if we're going to see more crossover now. Well, they can, because part of the deal to save money is they ship the production up to Vancouver with yep. Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So I would assume that we'll be able to do some more crossover type stuff easily. Yeah, I'm really curious how the show's going to look now, if it's going to have a completely different look to it. Right. Or, I mean, it is, it is the same showrunners, so, mm-hmm. I mean, they can keep the bright and sunniness to it like it was. But they got to cut down on the budget severely. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. And did you hear that uh, Colton Haynes is coming back to Arrow as a regular next season? Oh, I didn't know. No, I did not. That's pretty yeah. cool. And that's Arsenal, for those who don't yes. know. Yeah. Um, apparently, he took some time off because he was having some severe mental issues, um, anxiety, ulcers, huge stress issues. So he said, you know what? I'm 27 years old. Let me get this under control. And now he wants to come back. Good. Yeah. Good. That could be fun. Yeah. It will be good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I was reading that they're going to be filming the second season of Jessica Jones at the same time they're filming, what, The Defenders? Yeah, which yeah. is going to be interesting because she's yeah. part of The Defenders. Yes. So, so pulling some double duty there. Well, maybe that's some budgetary issues where they're going to have all the crews together and all the people together anyways. Right. So, And I am looking for – I am so glad that they're doing a season of uh, Punisher. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, I, I don't think we've talked about it actually. I know you've watched all of Daredevil season yes. two. Yes, I have. But the scene at the end when uh, Punisher takes up those two guys. Yep. And, and Daredevil and he just looks walks back. away. Yeah, and he's just standing there and he's got the Punisher shirt on finally and everything. Yep. And he just, he, yeah, and he just walks off. That was awesome. Yep. Burned down his own house. Yeah. Basically yeah. cut ties. I'm really hoping that the series starts from there or, yes. you know, a little while after. I don't yeah. want to see a pre Daredevil Punisher. No. no. John, I, I, John Barenthal was amazing this season in Daredevil. Sure and was. He really, like, if he wasn't on this, if he wasn't in the in the show this season, they, they, they would have had a lot to, a lot to somehow make up for. Yeah, because honestly, as much as I like Elektra as a character, I felt that a lot of her story was kind of weak this season. Yeah, it was. It was. John Barathal's character really made the show, the introduction of Punisher. And then, again, I'm going to go back to his very emotional uh, monologues. That he had, yes, talking about his life and him and why he does what he's doing, yep. you know, creating his justification for his actions. Yep. 
So I just thought they were amazing. I, I thought it was another great season, and yeah, yeah looking forward to that. So uh, did you watch any movies? Got any trailers? I did not watch any movies, but I watched some trailers. Go with the trailers. Uh, first one up that I watched was Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you watched this one. I did not. I should have. Uh, I agree with most of the people out there. The number one thing is that it was horrible music. They put a Kanye West song on there. Ugh. And Assassin's Creed is a period piece. You know, it's done yeah. different things. This one was actually taking place in the Spanish Inquisition. Um, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you put some of the sweeping orchestral music that the games are famous for? Well, uh, okay. The Knight's Tale, many, many years ago with Heath Ledger, and yep. they had David Bowie songs on. Yes. Same, same type of scenario where it was like, why are you doing this? Yep. I didn't like that either. Um, but I am a huge Assassin's Creed fan since the first yes. game. Um I'm a fan of the mythos more than just the games, you know, the creed, the mentality, everything. You know, I've often said that that's one of the few tattoos I would ever get would be the assassin symbol. Yep. Uh, so some of this really looked good. You know, they're good. using the animus again. The, the basic story behind this is that we've unlocked the ability to look inside your DNA and see memories of your ancestors because DNA is passed down through the generations. So they use this technology called the animus that, puts your mind into your ancestor's body and lets you relive what they did back in the day. Of course, as the game, you get to control the character, but it's so that you can hunt down these pieces of Eden, these artifacts from a day gone by. There's a lot of mythos to it, but it looks like they've got a new kind of animus in the trailer. It's like a giant claw that wraps around his waist and lifts him up in the air, which is kind of interesting because in the past, the animus was always like a bed. You would lay down in it and you know, go into the memories, but this way it looks like you'd have the free range of movement, which would kind of help you, you know, if you're running up walls in your ancestor's memory, then your body would be doing the same thing, you would think. Overall, the art direction looks cool. Uh, I'm excited for it, hesitantly, because it's a video game movie, and those traditionally never do well, and this is a series that's very near and dear to my heart, so I'm hoping that they do it well, but it was a good trailer, uh, aside from the Kanye music. Put it on mute and check it out. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Absolutely. Uh, I watched another one called Nerve. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It's got James Franco's brother, which I can never remember his name. I know who you're talking about. Little um, Franco. Yeah, and a forgettable female actress. I can't even remember who she is, but basically <laughs> it's a modern social media truth or dare kind of thing. And okay. everybody's watching you and, you know, they'll send you a message on your phone that says, you know, steal this dress for $500. And, you know, then they wire $500 to you, the people that are watching, you know, so okay, people chip right. in a buck here and there. Why do I feel like I've seen that already? Oh, it, I feel it, like they took a low-budget movie idea and, and, and made it bigger. That's what it felt like in the trailer, you know, because it starts off so fun and hee-hee-hee and, oh, we're exciting, and then it becomes sinister and devious, and now there's murder involved. And Dave Franco. Dave Franco, thank you, yes. And then Emma Roberts. Yeah, yeah, like I said. Scream Queens. <laughs> Julia Roberts' niece. Yeah, Juliette Lewis is in it as well. Mm. It's It looks passable like maybe an hbo viewing kind of thing yeah um yeah i didn't watch any trailers this week myself nothing uh, jumped out at me see there's one that i'm surprised you haven't watched it's What's called that? raiders with an exclamation point 
and it's a documentary about apparently back in the 80s, this was a big thing, these two friends did a shot-for-shot complete remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark around their house and neighborhood. And it was so intense, and they did so much with it that it caught the attention of the news and Hollywood, etc. I guess they almost burned their mom's house down. And it looks interesting because it's a documentary. They've got a bunch of famous people talking about it. They've got the people now that they're older. Um, Oh, yeah, I see the trailer. I'll I'll probably watch that after we get done. Yeah, it... um, Apparently, according to the trailer, if I read this correctly, the one thing that they never got to do from the movie was recreate the airport scene. And now that they're adults, they're trying to recreate it just to finish it off. Yeah. And that seems interesting to me. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks like the, 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 the trailer I'm looking at was popped up on YouTube a year ago. So it's been out there a while. Yeah. It, it huh, popped it's up today. It's not even ringing a bell to me. I'm surprised I haven't seen it sometime. I was surprised as well. But yeah, it just popped up for me today on uh, iTunes trailers. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Um, there was a comedy trailer that I watched called Search Party because uh, it has TJ Miller and uh, a couple other actors and actresses. Um, Allison Breeze in it. Shannon Woodard from uh, Raising Hope. Okay, yeah. And it basically looks like a – I think it's even from the guys who did Road Trip and Old School. So it looks like another okay. one of those kind of things. But Jason Manzukis is in it. Kristen Ritter's in it. So it's got some humor to it. I like Jason Manzukis. He's hilarious on yeah. How Did This Get Made. Yes, yes. Um, and the only other thing that I saw, and it wasn't a trailer, but I was very, very excited about it, yep. was a new show that NBC has got coming out. It's from the DC Universe but it's a comedy and it's called powerless. Oh, I did see something about that actually. Yes. Yeah. So Vanessa Hudgens will star as a insurance adjuster for people who lost property during superhero events. Yeah. And the big selling point for me, yeah, the big selling point for me is that regular cast members include Alan Tudyk and Danny Pudi. I love Alan Tudyk. But see, this is sad though, because with Nathan Fillion being free, and Alan, <laughs> Alan Tudyk doesn't, you know, leave himself free. They can't make any more Firefly episodes. I know. We can hope so, though. It gets back. <laughs> so, anyhow, we're cool. Abed and washing a show together. Come on. Yeah, that is gonna be pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's cool. all I've got. All right. Well, that's that's that sounds like an episode then. Yeah. You uh, hopefully next week you'll get a chance to watch Civil War. Yeah, and if we had some time. I talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I, I don't have time to talk about that right now. So yeah, we'll save we'll that for another week. Until next time. Yeah. So I guess that's it. So hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Yeah. I said thanks for watching, but I mean, I guess people do stare at their phones sometimes when they listen to stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but yeah, <laughs> some people might. Well, it's like I remember people talking about like listening to old time radio shows, and they'd lay down in the floor in front of the radio, like people do the TV, but it was right. the radio then. So yeah. Ain't nobody has time for that these days. Exactly. Everyone's on the go. So thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for listening for 10 episodes uh, and making, yeah. us, making us the number one podcast on the internet that features me. Yes. Same here. Well, well no, I don't know. I don't know. I have two podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> I do my, uh, yeah, I do Off the Ropes, Hustle on the Nerdy Legion. So anyways, yeah, why don't you go ahead and check out um, – Go ahead and send us a note on Twitter if you want, uh, either at uh, myself, which I'm at Superstar Mel. And I'm uh, at the Quantum Geek, G33K. And also we uh, we have the show's Twitter at uh, What Did You Watch? Feel free to give us a follow uh, and let us know what you think, if you have any questions, if you have any recommendations. Yeah, we always like to hear from our fans. 
Yeah, exactly. So cool. Thanks for uh, listening to 10 episodes, and hopefully we'll do a whole ton more. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, everybody. Bye.